Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. This is Terry from Texas with another episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments, number 17. The last couple of shows I've spoken about Civil War Battlefield, Ghost and Other Eerie Stories. I first spoke of the Chickamauga Battlefield and the legend of, of Green Eyes, a creature that roams the battlefield. And then I spoke of Vicksburg, where my great-great-grandfather served and fought with distinction. Tonight, I've got a story to start with from a listener, a listener named Don. He has sent in a story before, but I'm going to read the one he sent in about a place called Prairie Grove in Arkansas. In Prairie Go- Grove of 2014 and 2016, I have, I have personal experiences In December of 2014, we were doing some ghost hunting on the battlefield of Prairie Grove when our friend Amber was just randomly shoved to the ground. Our other friend Charlie was taking pictures then about the same time Amber was knocked down, and she fell pretty violently. His camera lens was broken like it got warped or bent out of shape. This last year, December 2016, it was late and kind of rainy. And me and Tyler, another reenactor, were walking back to camp after visiting the dance at the reenactment. We were on the federal side of the battlefield, and of course we were clad in gray. But we heard this disembodied grunt or moan. Not about a minute later, the sound of someone or something running towards us caught our surprise and attention. Nothing was near, no wind, no movement, just silence. Just a few seconds after that, Tyler jerked harshly forward and grabbed a hold of my shell coat like he'd been shoved too. He said, dude, I feel like I just got rushed by something. We were shocked, but not shaken. Anyway, we continued on back to camp with a new story and experience. I've been to a lot of reenactments and battlefields and ghost hunted on all of them but only three times can I actually say that I've seen something odd like that I have one more story but I'll get back with you on that one later wow thanks Don I I, I count on my folks who are reenactors to give me neat stories because if they're out on those battlefields while they're there 24-7 then they're likely to have some experiences like this and and 
Don's is no exception. That's a great story. I liked it, Don. Thank you very much. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. A crossroads town. A college town. July 1st through the 3rd of 1863. Three days of battle. The tide of battle went back and forth until the third day. Casualties attributed to the Battle of Gettysburg number to the plus or minus of 50,000 souls. On the grounds of Gettysburg during three days of combat, such pain, fear, anguish, and suffering occurred so that it is said the psychic energy was boosted to incredible levels and it, means it remains strong to this day. Visuals of soldiers, singly and in troops, are reported on a daily basis. Reports of strange feelings, time slips, ghostly voices, touches, gun and cannon fire that cannot be explained, and unusual problems with electronic gear from personal cameras to professional movie cameras come in constantly. Here are some of those stories. Little Round Top is a battle that if you saw the movie Gettysburg, you understand how important it was. A group of Union soldiers were at the top of Little Round Top, and they repulsed attack after attack of the Confederate forces from below until they had basically no ammo left. So Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain ordered a bayonet charge downhill into the Confederate oncoming confederates and it carried the day they won the battle of little round top now during that filming they used a lot of reenactors to number the soldiers since they couldn't hire enough extras normally they would hire the people that had the the gear for it the confederate uniforms the union uniforms all that stuff and at the end of one day's filming, several of the reenactors were sitting on a little round top admiring the sunset. An old man came up to the group and he talked about the day's battle. He was described as wearing a ragged Yankee uniform and smelling of black powder, gunpowder. As he talked, he passed out period correct ammo. Then he left. After realizing they were given live ammo, they took it to the property master who identified it as real and correct to the time period of the Gettysburg Battle. Devil's Den is a place described by some as looking like rocks the size of Volkswagen had just, Volkswagens had been dropped and tossed around by some giant child. Reports come in of, at Devil's Den of a barefoot, scraggly man in butternut brown and a floppy hat. And this fits the description of a ragtag unit from Texas who fought there. Witnesses have said that he always says the same thing. What you're looking for is over there. As he points toward Plum Run, and then he vanishes. A few years ago, 
my wife was visiting Gettysburg with friends. And I said, if you go to Devil's Den, look for the Texas soldier and give him regards from home. While she was filming a tour guide who was giving an informational lecture, she said her video camera suddenly started zooming across the field. Sorry, the, the lenses zoomed in across the field toward a stand of trees. Now, I can't tell while watching the video if it zoomed in on something or just zoomed in. But it only lasted about a minute, and then the camera went back to the normal close-up shot of the uh, tour guide giving a speech. But it was definitely odd because she had no more camera glitches during her time on the battlefield. I had another listener send in a story. Her husband was her husband and son. Uh, who are Civil War reenactors, were in the movie Gettysburg as extras. I'll, I'll just read to you what she wrote. This is Marie's story. During the filming of Ted Turner's production, Gettysburg, my husband Michael, my son John, and many, many more had the privilege of filming upon the actual battlefield in Pennsylvania. This permission was only for one day, and for 130 years no Confederate army had marched on that field. The filming was of Pickett's Charge. The Second South Carolina was one of many reenactment groups to partake of this battle. The army was brought in behind the woods and formed up into regiments. They began to march down toward the edge of the battlefield. The Park Service had directed where the men could cross it, as it had been raining a few days earlier. And there was a dip in the path, and, and wooden planks had been laid across to avoid the mud. As the army began to cross the planks, the air became heavy, and men started to feel that the surrounding atmosphere had changed. As they slowly continued to march, out of my husband's peripheral vision, he saw that the men he knew had changed, and he saw soldiers of the Confederate Army marching with him. He began to weep. The moment he stepped off the planks, his comrades reappeared. He looked into their faces, and they were also weeping. Everyone was weeping. Each reenactor had the same experience as they crossed the muddy dip. Some spoke of it openly, and some shook their heads in disbelief. Seventeen hundred men that morning experienced a rift in time that awoke a call to arms of the souls of the past. And once again, these lost souls marched among the reenactors onto the battlefield. Thank you very much, Marie. That's a great story. I I can imagine that happening, and I would almost like to be there when it did, but I would almost be afraid to be there when it did. Um, as I have said in the past, I have only seen one entity, and that was in 
just a few split seconds of time and it wasn't a frightening one I don't know that this would have been frightening but this definitely would have gotten my attention I'm sure the particular maneuver known as Pickett's Charge on the third day of battle at Gettysburg is sometimes called the high water mark of the Confederacy unfortunately that is also basically the in the beginning of the end of the Confederate Army because so many men were lost the Union forces repulsed the Confederates during this charge and it, it wasn't so much a charge as it was just advancing on the enemy but it said that as the men came limping back wounded tired downtrodden from the battle front Robert E. Lee was sitting there and taking responsibility and it said that George Pickett the general who led the or who was in charge of the men who did the charge never forgave Robert E. Lee for destroying his division in fact he referred to Lee as that man for a long time the Battle of Gettysburg was fought in and around a city that had citizens living in it the citizens are the ones that had to deal with the dead troops after the battles after everything had gone they had to deal with the bodies According to legend, only one civilian in the city of Gettysburg was killed. The only civilian killed in Gettysburg was a young girl named Virginia or Jenny Wade. She was shot by a stray bullet fired from a sniper's rifle and she just happened to be in the way. There's a story told about Jenny Wade and two young men one named Wesley Colt who had grown up in Gettysburg but as he got older he got a job and there was a point in time when the owner of the business decided to move it further south well Wesley wanted to keep his job so he went with him and as he lived in the South and groups of young men gathered together and became troops of soldiers he joined one of these groups now these started off to be basically social clubs and then it turned into reality when the war started well Wesley Culp fought in several battles and was surprised to find that in the latest battle that he was going to go into would be in his former hometown of Gettysburg now the story goes that Wesley was traveling through the local town of Winchester Virginia and found a friend of his named Jack Skelly a young boy he had grown up with lying wounded in the town of Winchester and Jack Skelly impressed upon him the importance of taking a letter to Jack's fiance, 
who lived in Gettysburg. Wesley promised he would do so, took the letter, and left his friend dying on the side, and went on into Gettysburg. A Wesley Culp was killed in the early fighting in Gettysburg, so the letter was never delivered. The letter was never delivered to the fiancé of the fallen soldier Jack Skelly, the fiancé who was named Jenny Wade, although she wouldn't have known it because she had been killed by a sniper's bullet. Lots of strange stories about Gettysburg. A lot of strange events since the battle. A lot of sightings. A lot of hear, you know, people hear things. There have been some famous photos taken at Gettysburg that show odd objects. But with the number of men who were killed there and who later died as a result of Gettysburg, would not something remain of them cut down in their youth, missing home, missing family? I believe it would. Well, that's all I have for tonight. But I want to remind you that if you have any stories like this you want to hear on the, on the show, please contact me at Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. That's Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. I would like to hear your comments on the show. I'd like to hear your comments on stories. I'd like to hear your stories. If you just want to say hi, do that. I'll say hi back. Also want to remind you to listen on Mondays to Real Paranormal Activity the podcast with Aaron Hunter their shows on Monday night my shows on Wednesday so listen to our shows we appreciate it thanks Aaron for the work you do for me I appreciate it listeners have a pleasant evening <laughs>